This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. Get movie microscope. Today's episode is Jaws 3. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the transcendent illuminated translucent despicable me gruesome we got the band himself mr justin whitehead what's up justin oh man thank you for that introduction i i did see the new minions movie with my family i didn't go alone i didn't go as part of a tiktok meme or whatever did you see the the, the meme that the, or the thing that people are participating in going to see the minions movie in suits no teenagers do you, you know what i'm talking about i've heard nothing of the sort called like the gentle gentle minions and they watch the movie in suits i don't know why can we just undo the internet completely birthed out of reddit i believe somehow but look we're old we can't understand such things we see minions or i see minions because my kids want to go and i sat there and fell asleep a little bit i don't hate those movies but it's fine colorful and the best thing that happened was the theater i saw that had a snack on sale a dollar fifty nick what snack? It was maybe not the best. It was like an Airheads um, strip of taffy, you know, whatever that thing is, like a sugary strip. Mm-hmm. But a dollar fifty, I'll take three. Thank you. You know, right. that's I've never. I mean, I've never seen candy that cheap at a theater. They should market it as now selling this candy at three times retail. <laughs> that's our new discount just for you. Uh oh, man. I. Brown wall. brown wall. Yeah. High brown wall. That sounded like nice. that sounded like piss. So what about you, sir? What do you, what have you been up to? You, did you catch any uh features this weekend besides this movie? Did you watch anything new? Of what, course. What's going on? I'm, I'm I'm always I don't sleep. I watch shit. I got to say thank you to you. For you helping my family with fish advice, with aquarium advice, and I appreciate it. Yeah. No. I I was at the pet store today and uh I got some some, uh, some some very neurotic fish. I'm a little worried about them. Anyway. Well, my son, I told him, you know, we got some fish for his birthday. They all they all passed away. They all died immediately. Uh, we thought we did everything right. And then my son is crestfallen. The thing is, I, I said, look, it could be worse. And I played him the entirety of Jaws 3D. Yeah. Also right. It feels better. Fish casualties. Yeah. It is. It starts with a fish casualty, Nick. We'll get to it. Jaws' first victim is a very... <laughs> <laughs> very surprised looking i think catfish it's a grouper it's a grouper see you would know i i don't know i can't zoom in that hard but he is um 
the star of the show for like the first minute or two of this yeah, film. Let's we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump ahead. I, I did see the new Thor movie. I did. You see did. That's what I was getting to. That's what I was leading to. You saw it. Yes. And it's pretty good. It's fun. I'm a little. I'm in a. I'm in a weird place though because I'm. I'm the core audience for all these movies, and I find myself most attached to the things that are C and D tier properties right now. Whether it be Shang Chi or Eternals or Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I haven't started Ms. Marvel. Um, that's the thing about these movies. That at some point, you get exhausted of superhero films, right? They play themselves out. I can't be. You don't think so? You don't think so? As long as they don't come out every minute, I'm fine with it. But they do, sort of. No, if they came out, we get three a year if we're lucky. That's fine. We get four shows a year if we're lucky. That's fine. I wish Star Wars got 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 a piece of that message. Because I noticed about, there is this elective ability that we have. We can choose not to watch them. How about we celebrate the real heroes, Nick? You know, like I'm saying, the guys without superpowers. The everyday. Like the Supreme you know? Court. <sighs> Just, you know, where's where's those movies, man? Where where are my movies with, you know, you know what I'm talking like about. Like Spring Breakers, What's, right. Yeah. Like the guys from Act of Valor. Are they ever going to do a sequel? This Come is on, true. Now. This is true. Mm-hmm. Soul Man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good shit out there. I mean, we're not going to lie. C. Thomas. You mentioned him this early. C. Thomas Howell in there. You think he's on social media? How was his COVID? I just don't really think about C. Thomas Howell too much. I know he showed up on The Walking Dead a little bit, and he's actually a little bit of a, a horseback rider. Like, they hired him because he can do horse stunts. Who knew? By the way, perfect name for a pirate. C. Thomas. <laughs> Howell ain't bad throw that in there <laughs> i mean we don't need to beat around some bush we, we we tend to get cakey sometimes we don't need to do that we'll, we'll get we'll just get right on in guys and gals it's the movie microscope the show where you zoom in we interrupt a handyman's wake and bake we get weak we squeeze a cinnamon fart out of a clergyman make quick work of a hoagie we double pump fake before taking the shot we eat a southern fried biscuit with a pants on jam a cake into the atm and get round at the squarest times Watch a movie with a set of big-ass, bloated-ass, big-ass, bitch-ass eyes. Take a sniff, <laughs> filter it through the old nodules, let it come on out the other side, let you guys know what makes or breaks. Tell you the straight dope on a film, you know? So if we're talking about, I don't know, we're talking about C. Thomas, let's talk about C. Thomas' secret admirer. Talking about that Ooh. movie. We're talking about the scene where he gets a special note from a pumped-up and primed former Chicago Bears great Mike Ditka. Has to parse that through his old bitch box. Talk about the little moments. And there are plenty of those in the worst Jaws film. Jaws 3D. Ditka acts? Is he was he in a, in a film? Did he did they were ever require him to actually act? Did someone direct Mike Ditka? I'm sure he showed up in a in a Farrelly Brothers movie or something doing just being Maybe. famous. But what is acting if not appearing on the sidelines with a set of headphones on, a set of cans on, trying to look tough. Mike Ditko is one of those tough guys. I don't know if anybody, you know, we're old. We remember him. You know, famous coach of the Chicago Bears. Um, one of those tough guys that looked like he never worked out in his life. Like, he had no muscles. You know what I'm saying? He was just just round, but super angry and tough. You know what I'm and saying? Wearing Chet from Weird Science's hairstyle, right? Yeah, he had, like, sweaters on all the time. I've met him a few times. He's this big cigar guy. You have met him. Is he a sweetheart? 
He was very nice. Uh, he was pimping his cigar, <laughs> though, so that might be part of it. What's his cigar? Uh, it's called the Throwback. I don't mean to criticize. Look, oh, he's, I just did criticize. Oh, he's a handful. But... He's a handful of turds thrown at the wall. So what's your relationship with 1983's Jaws 3? I mean, I've seen this movie on TV, I think. I I don't I didn't see it in the theater, uh, for sure. I probably was nervous to see this movie. The, the thing that we haven't talked about yet, because we did previously do the you know Jaws 4, Jaws the Revenge, and you actually mentioned Hoagie in your run-up to this. I don't know if you made it. Did you do it on purpose? You said, make quick work of a Hoagie, and Hoagie is Michael Caine's character. Nice reference, wink, wink. Anyway... The thing about these movies, I was always terrified of sharks because I think the mo- the thing that the fourth one gets wrong and this one kind of doesn't is a shark is a terrifying thing and if it wants to eat you, you have n- you cannot escape. Like it is, if it's really wanting to eat you, it's game over, right? What can you do? And so you know, it, and it's kind of like just one track mind. You know, it's like doesn't really care that you're a living person. And it wants just to snack on your your body, and in the fourth one, it has plans, so it's just not as scary, is what I'm saying. So I think I stayed away from these films for some time because I just get ter- I just got nervous about a big old creature could eat you. What about you? Well, that's what the filmmakers are hoping is that a whole bunch of people would not want to see it, you know, because they're scared. That's kind of the the push and pull of horror films, but for this movie, they really doubled down on let's try to make this one so people don't want to see it. <laughs> What, uh, what about you? You saw this in the theater? You, you popped on the 3D glasses? Of course I did. And what did you think? Do you remember your reaction to it? I remember finding it hokey as a 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And that was before was I knew audience... what, uh, what CGI was. You know, I didn't know what effects were. Yeah, and this movie notoriously uh, has some pretty terrible effects, pretty terrible 3D effects. The thing about this movie, though... It also has some brutal stuff that happens that aren't in 3D. Um, I can't wait to talk about that. And so, but the 3D, you know, I always thought when I was, when I watched this when I was younger, I was like, oh, the 3D must look bad because I'm at home and that, you know, they had a, it's not, I'm not wearing 3D glasses. I'm not in, in a 3D experiment or experience. Right. So I just like, oh, they, it probably looked a lot better in the theater. No. Right. It didn't. <laughs> no. It just looked like that shit coming at you, right? Right. It's goofy. Yep. And I think the original idea for this was to make it kind of the 3D not to be so schlocky, to kind of be immersive, right? Right. And then this producer went crazy and said, and said look, no, we need things coming at the audience. It's funny because I, d- I never had any reason to do trivia for this film. I did review this DVD on my old site, but... um. Mm-hmm. I told Steve, I played that new song, that joke song for Steve when he was here this weekend. He loved it. And I told him that we're doing Jaws 3 next. And he went on a trivia exposition rant about Jaws 3. He knows. Wait, so what What it could have been and what it ended up being, he, that kind of he thing? He knew all the back history of this movie without being prompted, which blew my mind. How is he not, how, why can he guess on this one? That would have been awesome listening to this. So give, give us a so taste. He knew, Did he read that book? There's a book called Jaws Unmade or something. I don't know. That Did you? Did he read that? I don't okay. know, but he did say that he knew the whole thing about Jaws 3, People Zero, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was originally started, this movie was going to be a parody of the Jaws films, and Spielberg was like, hell no, he got mad, right? Mm-hmm. And threatened to like break a deal or something, so they decided to make an unintentionally funny movie, I guess. Right. 
That that parody movie sounded terrible, though. I will say, one hundred percent. Did Steve? What did Steve say? Did he want to see it? No, he didn't care. He just was sharing the information. I love how Spielberg was uh, being all defensive of the char- of the Jaws franchise. It came out in eighty three. He's he, he's yeah. He's, he's like you're making this, but you do dare not make it a parody because I've got to uh, kill Vic Morrow in a movie, produce the Goonies, which is hot, a hot swirl of shit, and I'm working on the roots of. Young Sherlock Holmes, which is a handful of thrown shit as well. (laughs) (laughs) I recall Young Sherlock Holmes quite fondly. Is it a terrible film? I haven't seen it since it came out. It's bad. Oh, it's a winter of shit. Anytime you get young in the title, it's tough. Is there, you know, Young Indiana Jones? I don't know. Was that great? Young Guns is great. Young Guns 2 is great. Young Frankenstein's perfect. Never mind. I, I stand corrected. Mighty Joe Young, not bad. I stand corrected. You're right. Young Blood. Dying Young. A perfect film. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> so the premise of Jaws three is young Michael Brody. Yeah, and we were wrong last time because I thought this one would skip past the Brody no, I, clan. I don't know where you're getting this. We we talked about the fact that it's the Brodies in part three. We did because I thought I said were they in this? I I, I no, certainly no, know that uh, Chief Brody's yeah, not here. Different actors, but yeah. So this movie yeah. is amazing in that. Okay, so first of all, Quaid plays Michael uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Let's talk. Yeah, who's in the who's in it real quick? Dennis Quaid, Bess Armstrong, Simon McCorkendale, who you like a lot. Louis Gossett Jr. Leah Thompson's first movie, and then John, is it Pooch? Putch? Yeah. Putch? Let's call him Putch. Yeah. Playing one of the, so Dennis Quaid and John Putch playing the, the two Brody kids. Right. So this movie's astonishing, though, because it tells us that Michael has gone to work at SeaWorld as, I guess, a, an engineer or a project as a manager or whatever it is. Yeah, um, it's hard to know what he does here. Yeah, he does everything. And he is part of the entire experience there where Louis Gossett Jr., who has a crazy name in this film. Yeah, it's Calvin Bouchard. Yeah. Has trying to you know he's turned into his little Jurassic Park whatever. But the biggest development that's happened between Jaws two and Jaws three is that suddenly some horrible storm must have pushed the ocean into the middle of Florida. Because this takes place at SeaWorld Orlando, which is inland. Does it really take place in SeaLand? I, I knew it take place takes takes place in at SeaWorld in SeaWorld, which I was surprised that they didn't just rename. It to something else like Sea Planet or something. They actually used the Sea World name here, and it's a it's an hour and a half drive or whatever to the sea. So I don't know how the shark swims in. I'm not going to let it. Well, ruin so the movie did they? Me. They don't say that it's Orlando though. They just shot it. In but Orlando. I was reading. I was about? reading on on uh, on the plot summary. Totally mm-hmm. Sea World Orlando. Jesus, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a weird premise, and so they yeah, and it's kind of that's why. I will say that I kind of liked some of this movie because it it really like goes for it, right? The this mil, this billionaire has created this underwater kind of aquarium, you know, SeaWorld experience like with like this poorly designed like, you know, visitor cubicles or whatever the hell it is, visitor visitor hallways that, you know, Jaws can then slam into and and disrupt. But I I love the fact that Bess Armstrong who I had a crush on, you know, from Nothing in Common with Tom Hanks. She's introduced riding a killer whale here, right? Is she? Am I wrong? Is, like, is, that, is, is that what she, it is? Is she on Shamu in this? She's on Shamu, and that's a killer killer whale. Zoom in, right? Yeah. Literally. Or, an orca? Same. 
And she's, yeah, she's on top of it and she's riding it. And that means that she really, like, trained with these creatures at SeaWorld. Well, she, like, she must have done some... You're, you're probably right. There's a scene where she, her and Dennis Quaid are sitting there with a, and there's a dolphin hanging out. And they're feeding the dolphin and they're, fish. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He drops it. She He misses she, it. He misses it. She gets that thing dead in center in the mouth. So she obviously... I wrote a note that he he doesn't pay attention to it. It slides off the side yeah. of the dolphin's face. Yeah, same note. Yeah, Same and though. she draw. Yeah, she and she she does the hand motions like she's signaling to the dolphins that she works a lot with the dolphins in this film movie. Her character, her character in a way, I think is really the star of this film. Like she has most of the action. Quaid, I think, as he says, was high on cocaine a lot during the shoot. So maybe that's what happened. Was they just kind of gave her even more to do than she even had? I think he's the arm originally candy to do in this. Yeah, he's pretty. But you know what? So she, and she is pretty, but I'll tell you, I noticed something about her in this movie that I never thought I, I would notice or existed. What? But it's kind of great, and it doesn't soil her at all in my mind. All right, let's hear it. Squint your eyes a little bit. Cut the hair a little bit. Throw a little scruff. Mm-hmm. It's Ron Eldar. <laughs> That's Armstrong. Well, it just makes her more trap. She <laughs> makes her more. You're going to have to put, like... <laughs> Photo proof on the Instagram they, account. Yeah, oh my god, the Eldar Armstrong connection. Finally, we've gotten here. <laughs> Directed by Joe Alves. Is they yeah, say Alves? The production designer on the first two. Spelled like Elves with an A. Nothing gets past e. you. And um, yeah, he, he worked on the first and second film, right? And then they said, you know what, man? Kill it. Let's give you your shot. Let's You direct this one and then promise us that you'll never direct again and he said that's a deal i can i can make yep. and he, he he's he one and done he's in and out yeah. don't think he had a great experience on this one it sounded like they had a very proactive producer that was kind of mixing it up it's like getting being making a him do career things. minor leaguer and then getting called up and hitting a grand slam and you're one and only at bat <laughs> they do something at the end of this film that i think oh my god the haters it's the haters of this film, if you hate this film, this has to make you love it, is there is a foam shark at the no, end. No, no, there is something else. My daughter and I rewound it six times. Anyway, All right, we'll get you there. mentioned the grouper that gets destroyed at the beginning of this film. Yeah, we get another movie that starts with Jaws POV. Right. A shark, you know, we're seeing it through the shark perspective. It's it's swimming through krill. I don't know what the hell those things are, Nick. You are so This whole movie good at is fish. shark POV. It's yeah. a shark and, pissing um, on viewers. Anyway, so it um, it happens on upon it. You know, the camera kind of ha- shows us a big old fat grouper kind of just hanging out at the bottom of the the ocean here, right? Just chilling. No, no, no. And what happens? Wait, but wait, though, there are a few shots mm-hmm. that they show where you can see the tank, the border of the tank that it's in. So some of the grouper shots are are wild groupers, and some of the grouper okay. shots are captive groupers that are obviously in a tank. It's a huge zoom. This is a huge notice. <laughs> Ooh, uh, we we got it. What do they call those on IMDb? Goof. It's a goof. Did we There's talk about the goof. plot, by the way? I think you started to, and I made you re- do the so, cast. So let, let these guys give us a cute plot. Work at SeaWorld. Calvin Chiraldi owns this place now. I know it's for sure. Yeah, I know it's a picture for the Oakland. Calvin Chiraldi, who's that? MLB player. He owns the shit out of this place, and they're trying to spiff it up. And they're getting ready for the grand opening of the Undersea Kingdom, or whatever they're calling it. And they they got this all yeah. these underground viewing chambers really big deal Bess armstrong is the animal the head of the animal training division she's a bio biologist head biologist whatever it is they give her name it's dumb this is a big deal 
But to coincide with this giant launch comes the arrival of a great white shark and possibly multiple. Just, I'll just let yeah. that float out there. Just that's a plot. So it's, it is, it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's Jurassic Park crossed with the first Jaws movie. You know, there's a guy that has a vested interest in not closing down. But they don't really spend a lot of time on that. It's much more introspective and intellectual than Jurassic. I mean, I'll give it that. Um, Justin, how excited were you? You get to talk about cereal in just a little while. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah, and I, there's something on the cereal box that I can't wait to talk about. <laughs> and I try to do some research on it. Anyway, so we get Shark POV. It centers on this grouper. All of a sudden, a explosion of red mist and blood. And we get our first 3D shot. Nick, what is it? It is the head of the grouper still gulping air, still gulping water towards the camera. Yeah, and it, and, and rotating Obvious mat slowly. lines around its wound. <laughs> but to, to his credit and to the Earth's credit and the filmmaker's credit, to God's credit, still alive. Survived just like another victim we had in Jaws 4. Oh, very good. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe cauterizes the wound as it bites. Why can't I remember his Melvin, name? Mara Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah. What was but what was his character's Jake. name? Jake. Yeah, Nake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that is just to tell the audience, look, not only will we be getting incredible 3D in this film, but this Jaws means business. It is, when it, it eats people, there's a blood explosion. And that happens a couple of times here. And it also says, when it kills its natural prey, it does a shit job. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't want the head? Right. We're introduced to our leading characters quite early in this. The water skiers? <laughs> Including Leah Thompson, star of Back to the Future. Nick, this movie was suggested by the novel Jaws. Of course. They couldn't even have the balls Did to you, say based on. The novel Jaws came to life in a weird experiment and said, you know, I have a great idea for the third right. one. Richard Matheson worked on the screenplay to this. We talked about him recently, the author of I Am Legend yeah. and others. Yeah. And Carl Gottlieb, who, Several, the, who was on the first two Jaws. Yeah, Carl Gottlieb, I think, came in and did some, um, you know, molded the Matheson script that he co-wrote with somebody else and then turned it into the monstrosity that we have. I'm going to go on a limb and assume that Carl Gottlieb is not any relation to the family that created such a wide array of magnificent pinball machines over the course of the Maybe. 60s, 70s, and 80s. Carl Gottlieb, known for coming up with several great parts of the, you know, he, he worked with Spielberg on doctoring Jaws the whole time, right, as they were making it and kind of saving it like did he do the same thing here it was a hit though right wasn't this movie a hit it, 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 was. it made 88 million or something like that out of 13 or some shit like that yeah it killed it but i'll tell you Bess armstrong um, there's something that when we introduced to her dennis quaid comes to see her in her in her yeah. job she does something i hate and she does it three times in this film what when she kisses him she goes Mwah. yeah she's well first of all she's kissing uh person that's coked to his gills so they have to give her maybe she is a little bit nervous in those scenes because quaid i guess was nuts during this i don't know sweaty during this anyway she seems to have a lot of love for the brother too did you notice that when the brother comes in more even it seems but yes yeah it seems like there's a little bit of um i don't know there's affection there but she goes Mwah, which is <laughs> embarrassing this what's more embarrassing is quaid on a jet ski though the Abyss is a nearly, around. a nearly perfect film, The Abyss. Yeah. It loses a whole point, because when the ring saves Ed Harris's character, Bud kisses that ring, goes, Mwah! 
movie would have been a perfect 10. It's a 9 with an asterisk now. What are the names of the dolphins that um, Bess Armstrong is spending lots of time with? One of them is Chancellor Valorum. <laughs> the other one is Cinnamon C- Robot. Cindy and? Quaid. Sandy. No. But yeah, one of them's really a man, and it's still alive. I read that. And um, Cindy and S- Sandy are very well-trained dolphins. A lot of personality, but they get a little spooked because something's happening at the in this movie uh, when these gates close. Something catches in the gate and gets through. We know it's a shark, or Steven Dorf. but nobody knows nobody knows it's a shark yet. But Sydney and Sandy certainly do. They don't want to come go out to where you know the whatever the water area is, like their playground, and they they don't want to go there. And, um, They're scared because they know it, Orlando is landlocked. They're pissed off that creatures but, keep showing up. So pretty soon, Sean is it Sean? Sean Brody shows up in a cowboy hat or whatever to see his brother, come visit his brother. They sandwich Bess Armstrong's character between them, which I think is very, like I said, it's a very strange. It feels like a very strange relationship these three have. Obviously, Bess Armstrong and D. D- Quaid are in a very almost gonna get engaged. And to be married relationship or not, but she's got a she got a thing for Sean Brody as well. I think she likes the whole Brody clan. Right? Maybe if mommy came Oof. to visit, don't even say it. Don't even wish it on us. Lorraine Gary <laughs> got it right. So yeah, there is something afoot. There is a a, a lurker, and it it, tra- it shows itself a little bit. It starts to poke around, gets cute with some stuff, and then there's it gets cute with uh, somebody at night. Too. Well, yeah, that's what so. A gentleman goes to uh, what is he welding? He's doing. There's we get more welding in this movie. Nick, he's it. securing the gate. He's securing the gate, and it takes time. Look, he has to go down there and secure the gate, and underwater. Just like Dorf. And what happens when he secures the gate? He keeps turning around. He thinks he he senses something behind him, but it's always a cute fish. Yeah, isn't there more? There's a moray eel in this as well, which makes me very happy. There Not is. during that scene, but it's so it's so cute. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then it's a then it's a different kind of fish. Then he finally turns around for the third time and gets eaten. Right. And then we see the use of 3D once again with his arm. Yeah, his bone end. <laughs> yes. The show bone. And then there's a waitress in a headband. Did you know this? And, and, this and, is and like a very uh, awful shirt too. Yes. This is like, and this is this guy's girlfriend. But anyway, they're she's serving these. Uh, you know, they're having fun at a bar. Quaid, and Bro, you know, his brother, the Brodies, and Best Armstrong celebrating after a hard day's work. Happy that the brothers in town. The waitress, like you know, I guess this is like Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical era where people just wore headbands, like I guess to work. <laughs> I don't remember this. Do you? It was a thing back then. It wasn't just Olivia Newton-John. It was Pat Benatar. It was Duran Duran. It was right, but Prince's guitar I remember player. the I remember the outfits, but I don't remember them like at work. But I guess I was a kid. I wasn't at work yet. Were people busting those outfits like at a bar? I guess so. I huh? guess so. Um, that's okay. Don't worry, Nick. Sean Brody's got a secret skill. He's good at standoff. He's good at standoff, Nick. There's a guy. You know what that yeah, means? There's a guy in IMDb who that's uh, he's got a headshot and and, that, and he's standoff patron. So it's a big deal. And what is standoff? It's a game where you try to push each other down without moving feet. Yeah, you're in a bar and you trying to. Is this real? Is this I something guess, people actually did in bars? I maybe, but it's yeah. You're 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 in front of somebody. Leah Thompson is. As good at this, but Sean Brady, what you're doing is you're facing each other and then you're pushing each other, trying to get them to fall over. I guess you're not. Is it more of like a? I don't know what it is. You're not supposed to touch the person. I, it's it's a, the rules are they don't explain the rules, but Sean Brody wins because he says your flies open 
or my flies open. My flies open. And she looks down, and then he he flinches at her, and she falls over. Ass over tea kettle, and guess who's there laughing it up? A, a man in an OP shirt. Nick, how many OP shirts did you? Ocean Pacific. How many OP shirts did you? Maybe own back one. In the day? I had one myself. I might have had that exact Ocean Ocean Pacific shirt, which is light blue with the OP on the you know I think the left breast. It's a sweet shirt. That was a big trend for like about half a year. Ocean My Pacific family OP. never really had the uh, resources to go haywire with clothing. So I remember I was the guy that always had it right after it stopped being cool. So yeah. I had the OP shirt when it wasn't cool, and I had the Voirne shirt when it wasn't cool. I regret that. I regret that experience. So thanks for bringing it up. Is, Ocean, is OP still around? I have no idea. I can't zoom in. Ocean Pacific. You think... You think they would like a band something, that yeah, never has one yeah, hit? Like something Vineyard Vines would carry, maybe. Yeah, clothing company. Yeah, they're still around. That's embarrassing. Founded by Jim Jenks in 1972, Nick. What year? The year that we were born. Op was born. Varney is still around as well. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, you can't. Anyway, and still got I mean, the, the fucking logo. Op. Yeah. Oh God. No, no, Varney. Yeah. I'm talking. And they still sell. They still sell the T-shirts. Eighty-five dollars. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even don't, recognize oh, you, this name. Bullshit. I don't. Varnet was as big as Ocean Pacific back then. Spell it. V u a r n e t. They're a sunglass company, but people wore those shirts all the damn. But they weren't eighty-five bucks back then. Holy shit! You're right. I remember that shirt specifically. It was ubiquitous. I did not have it the was shirt. Ubiquitous. Folks who are young, you missed out on dick. It was so dumb. We lived a dumb life. I'm just dumb now too, though. People are dumb all the time. Um, by the way, we sure. are amongst the 3D treats that we we're given in this film. And there's a, a smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. You just see a old pussy willow in 3D. You remember that? Do we really? When those oh, when I those don't. guys are going in the little like. Uh, they sneak over the fence and they're going to go on the raft. Now, yeah, this is an interesting part of this film. There's like a maybe a would-be heist that's about to happen. What are they going to steal? A dolphin's um, foot? What are they going to do? I don't know. It never, it never explains it. These guys decide to go feed themselves to this this shark. That's really what their purpose is in this film. But they are decked out in th- thievery gear. They got the black stocking cap, all black. The and and you know, smart. They have a bright yellow raft. You know that that's the one thing they don't have is black, but they, but they're they're waiting. You know they're they're. I guess they're going to steal money from the gift shop. I think they're going to steal livestock. You think so? I think the, Maybe they're I just going they're, to have they're some. They're the Nedries. Uh, some fun. They're the Nedries of this movie. It's been said. <laughs> but no, the, and they get un three D swallowed by the shark. They don't even. They just blip a little bit underwater and disappear. But the best and most convincing effect in the movie happens right here. When okay. that raft gets sucked into the into the sea, violent, aggressive, immediate, everything you want in a, in a, in, a, in a horrific scene, perfect. Mm-hmm. And then they wasted it on the damn raft. But I got some good news for you, Justin. What? Because the next morning it's breakfast time at the old Brody household. <laughs> well, we missed the part where the two standoff oh, uh, contestants, Leah Thompson. Okay. Well, look, I'm just going to say this. This is an insane part. They go to the beach, and, you know, Sean Brody is very scared of the water. doesn't want to get in the water, but the fetching Leah Thompson is is saying, I'll make out with you in the water, basically. They do, but instead of Jaws ruining the night, 
Dennis Quaid ruins the night. He comes uh, over with Bess Armstrong. They sneak up to these uh, these these lovebirds that are making out and ruin it. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why would he do it? <laughs> I don't understand the plan. Like, and you know, Dennis Quaid is like tiptoeing across the sand, can't wait to disrupt his brother's um, romance. I don't know which version of the film you watched. Yeah, but. The scene, there's a scene in the version I watch where they pull up to the beach in Bess Armstrong's Jeep and this bumper sticker says, Born to Block Cock. <laughs> he looks so proud of himself. Dennis Quaid, he cannot wait. Like, it doesn't make any Like, I don't understand well, she it. She helps like, him. She does. She's like his uh, co conspirator. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, I understand it. But then, don't worry, the next morning, it is breakfast. And Dennis Quaid is feeding uh, the dog, holding its ear up. I didn't catch it. the dog is drinking water. He's holding his ear so it won't dip into the water. It's amazing. It is, he goes from ruining his brother's night to making this dog's day. Yeah. And the funny thing that blows my mind is Sean has a hangover. And if I'm not mistaken, they were just drinking a bunch of beer. But he is nursing a serious hangover. How? Because he was sober, definitely I don't sober. Know what, when, those, when the dick guy, when you know that whole thing happened, they'd been drinking. He'd been drinking beer, um, Budweiser. Anyway, so yeah, there's a Wheaties box just hanging on the table. I guess it's set dressing, but if you if you look closely, it's advertising a Wheaties jingle contest. Did you see no. it? I guess that Wheaties. Back in 1982, when they filmed this, was calling out to the Wheaties fans to send us your, you know, submit songs to us. We want to use them in a commercial. And so I tried to find it. I tried to find the winner. I couldn't. But then Dennis Quaid's in a band himself. Like, he's he's a singer-songwriter. His band is The Sharks, which I told Nick before the show. Maybe he, you know, has a little musical music in his veins. Maybe he's the one that won that contest or something. I don't know. I'm glad you bring up the Wheaties box because it is the least weird thing in the kitchen. There is some fucked up stuff going what on a, in that kitchen. Okay. You see where they store their Dunkin' Donuts? It's on the bookshelf. I did... <laughs> yeah. There's a weird Maybe ass... amount of... There's a weird ass radio on the wall behind the brother. Very weird. And then set... You know, Joe Alves, right? Production designer. He should know how to dress set. On top yep. of the refrigerator, just a lone box of Dixie Crystals. I mean, not even a box, a bag. They got a sugar bag on top of the fridge, this Brody bitch. I'll tell you, the place looks lived um, in. I'll give it that. It looks lived in. It does look lived in, yeah. So I think he... It looks, but the, it something looks soon happens. Something soon happens after this scene that, you know, yeah, the, Dennis Quaid admitted that he was high on cocaine during the whole shoot, right? And there's something that makes me wonder... If maybe the whole everybody was because he says something he said he's supposed to say a wall. Oh God, that bothered me. And he says a w o l instead of right. a wall. Does that mean you? I've never heard. I've never heard it spelled think, out. Have you, you? No. Do you think maybe he didn't know what it was and just they let it go? Well, I'm thinking maybe that's is that how it started? Like people would just <laughs> spell it out and then they you know maybe and then they're like, well, we we'll just it's it does spell a word sort of. Let's shorten it to a wall. I think they no. Maybe it's like a military term that you really do say A W O L. I don't know, but it was strange to hear. I've never heard it spelled out. I haven't either. Just like I've never heard of a of us going to rescue POWs. But I tell you what, though, a beacon yeah. of great truth shows up 
when we see Mr. Simon McCorkendale showing up, channeling Aaron Eckhart like you won't believe. Yeah, he's a this guy's a handsome man. Like he's there's lots of handsome men running around this one. You get D Quaid. I mean, John Putch, Louis Goss, um, and then of course Simon McCorkendale coming in and with his sidekick, his, uh, English Rose. Yeah, go ahead. He's got a side. His side. He's got his Muldoon with him. He does. Is his name Jacko? He has. He has and the most effective emotions, emotional scene in this movie by far. He does, and he also is a character. By also is a character in this film that is marked for death as soon as you see him and lives. Lives, lives like a fucking dream. Never even scratches a fucking muscle. <laughs> I cannot believe... There's a scene that shows him just treading water in the dark and that everybody else is on board safe. You keep waiting for the, the shark to just swallow him whole. He's fine. He's just fine. Yeah. He's just relaxing. Yeah, he's good. Next shot, he's on the yeah. boat. <laughs> how's, your, how's your evening going, people? You know... Could not could not be more thrilled to be around. Safe as a whistle. And then what his yeah, then there's a later scene where he he's asking about a dead character. He's like, he, he's like it's fine down there. Everybody good? Wait, Everybody's fine, right? What time is dinner? <laughs> Turns um, out, but anyway, you know, the so, thing is, he wears his shirt has this weird glyph on it. Has no idea that in shark it means inedible. Yeah, oh wow! So, but. Honestly, that that's that is the only acting in this movie is when that guy feel when he finds out Simon McCorkendale has been snacked on, he loses his shit in a big way, and it's it's actually it's actually kind of effective. I I fell for him. Simon McCorkendale gets a very bizarre death in this. <laughs> you see, you were talking um, about how Jaws Four: The Revenge did not portray the shark as a killing machine or whatever. This. It this doesn't. makes that look like old boy because <laughs> the slowest, the slowest, stiffest fish ever to stiff in the ocean is this fucking shark. This guy, the guy that we're talking about that gets, he's the shark's first victim besides this grouper that was fixing the gate. He's missing and no one really cares. They think he's drunk. The girlfriend with the headband, she's the witch with the headband is his girlfriend she thinks he's she he's he's che- cheating on him. Quaid, his boss, is like, well, he's probably just nursing a hangover somewhere. Don't worry. And then they do start to work because he doesn't come around, and they have to kind of look. They think maybe something happened under the water, so they're going to go look around. And a percentage of this film's underneath. budget was spent creating fake documents for him, which which kind of chafed me a little bit. Yeah, they had his Mastercard, right? This old <laughs> Mastercard. Like, do we do we need to see this? Yeah. Do we need? Valuable FX money. What was his name? His name was Shelby or something. Dumb, what was his name? Dumb name? But he, I loved his body. He had a really cool. He had yeah, a, he had like a weightlifter's body. He did body. an area yeah. like he a really kinda... cool hairy chest. He was like he looked like a man's man mm-hmm. right there. He looked like somebody that might might box with, with a curly mustache. You know, like with his fist up all. Exactly, it's exactly what he looked like. You and he get he got ate up. He did die by the shark. He didn't. But but they, we find out later there's pieces of him remaining. Don't worry, guys. There's more of him just than just the arm left over. The, what Simon McCorkendale, who comes, he comes in and he's like, "Look, I'm here to take pictures. Um, don't let me get in your way. You know, I'm I'm here to get the beauty shots and release it. You know, get the media coverage here. You know, he comes in to you know to to, to charm. 
and to and to get and to get some pictures. I think uh, it is Quaid. Someone has a maybe Bess Armstrong kind of knows who he is. Had a past experience with him. I think yep. Bess Armstrong. He, or the whaling vessel, yeah. But they kind of set him up as a bad guy in a way. You think maybe he's a bad guy? He's not. So there's some work that needs to be done down beneath the sea. Quaid and uh, Bess Armstrong take a submersible, which is a new recurring theme on the show. And and then what happens? That's no, submersible. no. But, but first, I got to tell you, this blew my mind. This is this may be one of my favorite parts of the movie because the composer is playing like this really inspirational music, and then uh-huh. the worst. Matt line effect of a submersible is in the foreground. It it looks like something from the 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are selling this as the big uh, basically reveal of this underground palace that mankind has created and, and showing in the foreground the technology that man has created to allow us to venture into the sea. Look at these look at these spectacles that we have like We've created this undersea kingdom, and we're t- we're going to visit it on this submersible. And he's playing this awe-inspiring music, and it's supposed to make you feel. And it looks like a a blind child puppeteering uh, something in his bathtub. It does, and then they do something very funny: is that they have, like you said, it's like an epic scope. This thing's floating around this gigantic, like underwater base, and then they cut to a skeleton in a knit cap. That's there for the tourists, and they linger on it. They make sure you get an well, eyeful, and hand, they name it. Three D hand. That's why. Oh, is there? And then they name it. What, they, oh, what's his name? They name it. They name it after a, a wish that the producers of this movie had. The directors, the cast, they named it. They named it Oscar. <laughs> and so then they get attacked. I think they get saved by the dolphins, right? They, Don't they get attacked they by a, a shark? And the dolphin like is shaking its head, get like you're yeah. in danger. Yeah, and the, this shark attacks their submersible, and then they know that they have this guy might be dead, and they have to go back into the water to trap the shark. And what does Bess Armstrong do? That's the best thing I've seen in any of these films. Let's hear it. She puts on chainmail. <laughs> Nick, she dons chainmail. Like she puts on a, a you know light chainmail plus one armor right. over her swimsuit that I guess no one else has. Like no one else can get that. I did notice her dexterity went down in that scene. <laughs> By the way, that scene with the dolphin shaking it, its head, they just took that from when it was when its agent was asking if it wanted to be in the movie. <laughs> and uh, Simon Corkendale, of course, is like, I got grenades, I'm taken down. And they're like, no grenades. Uh, which Cameron, you know, used later for Aliens. He kind of that inspired for right. this. The, By the way, scene. you know, okay, so Dennis Quaid's character, which will... In coming weeks, we'll we'll see even more in interactions between him and sharks. He comes out of the water mm-hmm. and says, "What was that?" Literally, yeah. the only yeah, like the, the person with the most firsthand experience with great white sharks. What was that? What what happens here is they do get a hold of this shark, and it's a small shark. I mean, it's not too big. It's adorable. Turns out this shark is super cute. Spends most of its time on its back in this movie, Dying. belly up, kind of imprisoned. Like at first, like they they have it. Kind of um, when they they fetch, they put it back in. Like they bring it back to base. It's drugged up. Later, uh, you know, you know, Lewis Gossett puts it out for the display for the crowds, and then it dies. But not before we get to watch them guiding that cute ass shark puppet around the tank. And not before that, um, Dennis Quaid jumps into the the little pool with his jeans. Yeah, on. that's a big scene because because she won't she doesn't have time for him. So he kicks the other girl out so he can come hang time with his with his future. 
And they got right. that cute ass little puppy in there with them. The little tiny shark. Yeah, he goes belly up literally in this. But I, you know, I just he does the, or she he whatever that shark died. That ba- little baby shark dies. Much to Bess Armstrong sad about it. Um, no one else really cares. It seems. <laughs> but um, I mean, to, we we find out it's a newborn, which is part of the problem. But also, mm-hmm. they didn't really abuse it that much. Just a weak ass shark. I I agree. They didn't do much. They, I don't. Whatever happened, it it seemed to suggest that just putting it in front of a crowd killed it. You know, not a show shark. Like on its right? on its death report, stage fright is what they listed as the cause of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, wet jeans are tough, man. You oh, ever done that? Oh, Jumped in the water oh, with yeah, your jeans on? Like the, like the fairy tale time. I don't like it. Yeah. Much rather be wearing chainmail in the yeah. water. We get to see the Shamu itself in this one of one of a long line of Shamus that gets a, a guest cameo mm-hmm. in this, and then something I really hate right. happens because they're they're setting up the fact that okay, obviously the shark that just deceased ain't the shark we need to worry about, right? So they're sho- they're they're right. showing the Sea World in all its glory. They're showing all the the water skiers doing their thing, all this stuff going on, and then they show something that if I was a patron at Sea World, I would have asked for a refund and left the state of Florida forever. A bunch what? of fucking weirdos doing some Irish jig on the near the water side where the woman dresses a pig in the middle. It's called the mud pit. There's, a, there's an, right? off, like there's mud an awful something. mud pit element as well, you're right. But the, but these assholes yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what that is. Pig, yeah. Pig woman is disgusting. Oh, they also there's a lot of water ski stunts in this. Like they're really having fun, and that's a big component of um, attraction to SeaWorld, right? Don't they do a lot of water ski stuff? Sometimes the superheroes, the Justice League, will go out there and water ski. I've been to SeaWorld in the past probably eight years or nine years, maybe. I don't remember any water skiing. I think they. But maybe that was when SeaWorld was near the sea. Um, It's rides and shit. I don't remember any of that dog. There's a lot of like seals like honking shit in SeaWorld, right? Like it's. I'm not misremembering. Sounds like you're pitching it to the investors. There's 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 aquatic theater. Well, well there's dolphin wrong, shows, right? and so you get to watch black blackfish yeah. happen. You know, watch a trainer go under yeah. forever, stuff like that. Yeah, but there's mostly rides and shit. I don't remember them water skiing and flailing about in the, in the, with pigs. But who knows? I'm not here to. I'm, is water I'm not here to know. Is like a tandem water skiing, like you know that kind of when you're watching people just water ski side by side and get on each other's shoulders. Is that still a thing that people do? Like I guess so, huh? Uh-huh. Bumper boat time. Bumper boat time. There's Next. a lot going on when this they're, they're cutting back and forth between a wide variety of things during the bumper boats, though. Let me lodge a complaint here, All by right. the way. Just real quick, pause this um, before we get to the bumper boats, which Sean Brody is like, what's a bumper boat? He has no idea what a bumper boat. He, and to his credit, I didn't the, either. I had no idea. That's part of her parts that he needs to figure out. It's bumper cars, but boats, right. which sounds, it sounds like a blast. I'd love to do it. Anyway... Mike should be having flashbacks to his childhood, right? Like he should, like the sharks here, his fr- a friend or coworkers missing. You think he should be maybe having flashbacks instead? Full throttle on the romance with Bess Armstrong, and he, as like all this stuff's happening, he's like, "Look, I'm going to Venezuela next year. I know that conflicts with your career plans, but I'd sure love to see you there." You know, they have this little bit of a relationship drama in this. Just like the last movie. I think, honestly... Or, I'm sorry, the, the next think, movie. Uh, I think it's the end. I think they're facing the end. She later makes the decision to go with them. Yeah, but not before everything is destroyed in their, you know, kingdom. 
Yeah, she sees enough. She's like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, that's that's it. But anyway, bumper boats. What what is, what's your feeling? And you know, Mike's afraid to get in the bumper. I'm sorry, Sean's afraid to get in the bumper boat because he he's terrified of the water. Well, he needs to get over it. Mm-hmm. I've been on bumper boats. It's great. The people they finally get led into this underground hall. These underground hallways. They get to see the underneath of this, of this man-made lagoon. Whatever they're what the hell? Whatever this is, right? Whatever it's this the thing's in. Kingdom. And they uh, they get a look out, and they see all sorts of fun sights. What do they see in 3D, though? Well, they get to see a, a torso. Yeah, they finally Shelby sh- finally shows right. up. His torso is great. There's a great his... shot of it right up, pressed up against the glass, and a little girl screaming at it, which is very realistic. Yeah, they don't. They cut to yeah. This, they this film them. becomes a maniac for about five minutes when this happens. There's a, like a sequence of things that happen that blew me away. This torso. They see the torso, everybody freaks out, and then for some reason it gets a lot closer and the girl gets closer to the glass because they're face-to-face, first one. Second thing is, things are going shitwire. Dennis Quaid needs to solve some shit, uh, and he steals right. a tiny three-wheeler that was previously carrying popcorn. He steals it directly from the guy, the popcorn vendor. All the popcorn spills out, and people rush to the spilled popcorn to get to it. I didn't. I noticed that he there is this go kart with popcorn on the back that he messes up and the people, vendor gets mad. I didn't know that people, the people rush run to, to the, it to the spilled popcorn as if people I love know, popcorn two man. bucks or, or or off the ground to make, pick your poison. So this is like the reason that he starts to freak out is because people are having lots of fun in the waters. They're having a great day. And they figured out from this guy's body that is stripped weird. It looks it's showing it's musculature. Cool. Um, that there is a big old ass shark that's still out there. The one that died belly up in front of the crowd is not the no, one that, that came killed out of that us. one's fast. So Qu- and Qu- and Quaid needs to get the word out. He's running like a wild man, jumps on this go kart and goes slower than when he's running. But Tom Cruise eats your heart out because he does his own stunt, tipping over, going a mile an hour in slow motion. Eat your heart out, Tom Cruise. Quaid does that shit. Car's going maybe negative two miles an hour, slowly tips over confusingly, and he hops off it. And you can tell it's him; it's the real Dennis. And he's shouting at the at the people. At, he's shouting at the water skiers. He's, he's like, shouting Stop at the bumper with boat. Pigs! And he's like, "Come back! It's not safe in the water." You know, he's like telling them to come out. No one can hear him, of course, because they're having lots of fun. But then his voice isn't needed because Jaws herself shows up soon to. To kind of ineffectively do some bedeviling in those waters, right? Like, I think it's it's getting you know some, saying? some like, meat in its jaws. It's a bunch of near misses. It does get a tooth into Leah Thompson's leg, thus creating um, Cronenberg's idea for right. Crash. And then I mean, that's a t- that's a tough wound. I think it maybe snacks on some tourists, but it doesn't. It's not clear. What I love though is okay. So this bedlam is happening, and and unfortunately for the people down yeah. beneath in the undersea kingdom. There's been some issues because Jaws busted, hit it with his face. So it, they're trapped. Well, they don't know anything's wrong no, yet. No. And then all of a sudden... Oh, no. They, go ahead. They do know something's wrong. Well, they don't know something's wrong yet. Like So they know this body's been found, but it's business as usual. Like Nothing's closed down. You know, Quaid's out running around like a mad person trying to shut down the outside... But the people on the inside is they're still being toured around and they're seeing like the you know, they're still looking out into the waters. And um then the shark bumps into this 
glass hallway and causes the to depressurize, and, right? Like the water and starts flooding a, in. I, I, there's a mascot down there that you can see through the glass every once in a while. The mm -hmm. most confused looking octopus I've ever seen. It's like lur lurking above the the tunnel. It's a plastic, you know, a plastic octopus that's dumb as shit. But Justin, hit the old brakes because you noticed something that blew my pants away during this sequence. And I, I it's literally, it saves this movie. So when this starts happening, and there's this tour guide has a bunch of you know men, women, and children um, that are confused. Water's coming in. The shark hits the sink twice. The water, you know, like people are running to like safe areas where they can close these steel doors down to kind of stop the water, right? And um, everybody's screaming and nervous. They saw this gigantic shark, um, and the tour guy's like, "Hey guys, you know, don't worry. The, the water's not going to get any higher. We're safe for now." And I paused it because I saw a weird shirt worn by one of the tourists, and it says, "Let a gargoyle sit on your face." That's what the T-shirt says. <laughs> Out of this whole crowd of men, women, and children, my man is wearing an inappropriate tee. He's Nick. What do you think? Inappropriate tee, astonishing tee, that makes no sense. All text, by the way. There's no, no but, gargoyle but there's picture. A, but there's anything. a Notre Dame font that they use for it. I was uh, blown away, and I I wonder if there's some kind of story. Or they just, this is just like, hey guys, come in your own stuff. Justin later discovered that the shirts are for gargoyle sunglasses, but this still is a miracle and cheapened in no way. Louis Gossett Jr.'s dreams are going up in waves, Nick. Did you I notice I noticed this? it hardcore. Everything that he's built is falling apart. The shark is making a mockery of him making a mockery of Mother Earth. <laughs> To his credit, he does try to help. Like he's not like he's not you know, he, he's kind of yeah. a dick, but he doesn't like he doesn't pull like the mayor of Amity, right? He doesn't, he doesn't try, try to try to John Hammond this shit. Not I think he, a little bit at first, but then he kinda gives in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Bess Armstrong shows up in casual wear that looks like she's part of like an enterprise crew member that's like off duty. Did you notice that like, she's got like Ensign this? Eldard. So anyway, our, our, I'm just going through my notes. Our, they have they have to get this shark. They have to do it, Nick. This shark is gigantic, needs to be stopped. And so they concoct a plan that we don't really understand. I don't really understand their plan, um, but what involves them going uh, underwater with the underwater camera and clanking it yeah. to attract the shark's attention, tying some rope to a gate, swimming around trying to trap it that they're trying to get it out of the park is what they're doing it goes how does great. that work the thing i think i love is this this is where the movie really gets haywire and overdrive but they had two films before this they learned a lot of lessons mm -hmm. and i think maybe when it came time to do the work on the, the creature the lead the lead of the film the shark right i think joe alves was, was like let's keep it pretty much the same but just make its gums hyperactive I don't care if it, if it can't close its mouth. Let's leave that mouth open all the time. But we need to maybe see those gums right. moving and mission accomplished. I like, so Simon McCorkendale, you know, goes down and is, he has, he's attached to a gate with a rope. He's doing something down there. He's here. He's trying to hero. Oh, oh no, a shark there. There's a shark. Comes at him. And he, it, it 
he, he disappears into it, Nick. He's the next shot, like he's it attacks him, and then he's inside the shark's mouth, kind or of body, his whole person. He's kind of having a rather casual being chewed apart. Well, he's not even dead. Like he never even get. He's intact. He's no. He's not wounded or bleeding. He's just in the shark, and he's terrified, obviously. But he's in the shark and not hurt. Swallowed the shark, swallowed him whole, and didn't nip him on the way in. And he's screaming because that's not funny. It looks like he's a little bit. He's like on a trampoline. And I was remember. I thought the same thing when watching this one that I must have thought originally was like, is he going to survive this? It looks like he might be able to like time it, and then slide past the teeth. Right. No, does and not then happen. blood just starts happening all over the place. It gets a piece. Does it? Yeah. I don't think it gets a piece. I think it just gets crushed. I don't know. I think it toothed him but somehow. But he's got apparently got a grenade. I didn't see the grenade during that sequence. Yeah, he's got a grenade. That's how because the one thing about these movies, the shark does the shark always have to blow up? It always blows up, right? I mean, not in not in the wild. Sometimes sharks turn over and die facing ass, like like in the earlier sequence. So I hope he gets some shots. Like he's a he's a world renowned photographer. I hope he gets some inside the shark. Yeah, that, shots. that shark also gets his nose stabbed a little bit too in that sequence, which is very sweet. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he gets slowly chewed a little bit, and then we get to watch some more welding, which has become like a necessity for me. Underwater welding is the they most. Got to weld. Yeah. Uh, you you, you kind of got to believe in a superpower, like a higher power, when you see a human being underwater welding, because that's not natural. The dolphins and the shark have a fight. They do. They poke its gills. Yeah. They start. Which is. They start beating up. They start. They double team this shark. They start beating it up. Yeah. They nose the gills. They. They rough it up um, because they're trying to do something. You know, they welded something. What I it's see because the people need to be freed downstairs. The water is rising inside where the gargoyle shirt is. They want to preserve right. that gargoyle shirt, so they they have to weld it so that they can decompress or drop the water out of there. So those those people. Right. Yeah, that happens. But what are they doing as they're doing this? Then then Jaws attacks our heroes. Right? Is that or no? 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 That's not true. They are. They do get those people free but they're kind of reconvening in like hq underwater hq and that's when jaws makes that a beeline the, that a is the line. best scene in the world there although there's a scene we, the shark swims backwards in this movie which i don't think is possible and and the skin right. folds are very fake when it is the tail folds it's very gross very gross they're in this big headquarters area you know we got lewis goss wait, wait, in there before a couple right. technicians. Before that go ahead. happens, yeah, go though, ahead. Is, are you talking about Bess Armstrong and Dennis Quaid have to evade the shark, right? They it do. It's amazing. Its yeah, you're right. Into a door. It does. It has this little tooth in there to hold How the does door it happen? open. But they, well, they're trying to slam the door so the shark, because they can, so they can depressurize, I guess. But the shark can't get in their little area. Like it won't be able to get in where uh, they are. It's Josh too Ford small. Could. He could. He yeah. could shrink in there. But yeah, his little teeth is. <laughs> Stopping the door from closing. It's it's such a it is so is, strange. I'm I'm trying to think physically it's very odd. how it could happen. Yeah, how could they it, do kick yeah. it? It can't happen. Yeah, it's but it you know they they that's okay. They reconvene in HQ. Then like I said, Jaws in a weird 3D like no motion effect comes at them and they scream and then it shatters this that, huge okay, glass so, window. No, that is the best thing. That's that's the, that makes the cost of admission worthwhile for this movie. They're the stiffest, most motionless shark in history, drifting towards the glass, and then the the, the attempt at a three D effect. It's so bad, but so exquisite. 
I watched it at least ten times with my daughter. It is magical to see. I think it is um, pretty famous from this movie. I certainly remembered it. And then for some reason, the shark decides to grow into a radioactive gigantic monster because they show it's it is its whole body is taking up HQ. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And people are and and then um, a couple of red shirts. They well, well, one. One, well one dies is just floating around dead, but then another one. No, Lewis got Lewis Goss saves that one. That's alive. Yeah, she he saves it. He saves her. But there's another mm-hmm. one who drifts slowly into its mouth for no reason and gets crunched away. Yeah, that's a brutal death. That's like maybe the most, you know, Jaws just like straight up crunches that that body. I got I got I got a little chubby, um, I think. That's okay. Dennis Quaid got a plan. He's going to hook some metal, create a hook, and then pull the pin of this grenade cuz the, the guy's dead body's still on Jaws. Just chilling in there, just the hanging out. Just perfectly ready for battle. Yeah, and his grip. And Dennis Quaid is like, "Look, I got this. Let me hook. I create this. I put a little kink in this metal, and I'll hook it. It's easy. I just have to hook this into a gigantic." He's like, draw. He says, "Best go over there and get almost killed while I'm trying to do this. Distract the shark enough to get almost killed by it." Yeah, go on top of the shark. She does, and then he hooks it, and then they're like, "Oh shit, it worked." They dive under a console to avoid the grenade. But it blast. blows up. It's in close quarters at this point. But when it blows up, mm-hmm. it's in the open sea, which, knock, knock, continuity here. But that explosion makes um, me even more happy than the glass breaking. Because you get to see Jaws' dentures flying at most, you? It's so funny because this is the bloodiest, the bloodiest explosion of a being of all time. And then the most mm-hmm. ridiculous 3D effects. And apparently there was an E.T. doll mixed in with that, I think the trivia said. Oh, I didn't see it. The trivia also blew my mind on this because if you remember the last episode, I made a Lawrence of Lawrence uh, Lawrence of Arabia analogy. Mm -hmm. Apparently, apparently in the trivia for this, there is a Lawrence of Arabia analogy in this movie, and I'm not joking. And I did not pregame. It just shows you that we are through the wormhole as a human species. So as bad as these 3D (laughs) effects are, they make one more insane decision as the movie closes. So we get Quaid. We get Quaid and um, Bess Armstrong treading water, and the dolphins come up, and these are real dolphin stunts. Like, and Bess Armstrong obviously trained, or knows how to. She's clapping the water. Dolphins are doing like somersaults in the air and swimming by them. They're worried about. They only see one at first, then another one shows up. They're thrilled. The other one, you know, like I said, perfect. That's a fun. That's a fun ending. Nope, not good enough. They have to make a screensaver at the end <laughs> where there's a dolphin on each side, like a fake dolphin, I guess for 3D, on kind of framing our two heroes. They cloned one dolphin twice, and because it's the same exact one, and just reversed it in the frame. The most 2D, it is per- <laughs> It is so 80s and so perfect. I mean, we already got that moment. The dolphins are really doing those stunts. Like, it's fine. It's a fun moment. And then they decide, you know, what if we also did it with a and computer? Let, and, and let that dolphins. computer be a Commodore 64, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the it is so cheesy. I mean, Mario Brother is 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 covering his eyes when he sees it. It's his name, yeah. right? Mar- Mario Brother. And then <laughs> And then the last shot is that guy saying, "I wish that they would have thought and heeded my advice and let a gargoyle sit on that shark's face. 
this would have been over hours ago. I'll tell you what, though, those two so they, those, they, those dolphins popping yeah. up, that guy stopped grieving from a Corkendale the second he saw it. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm okay now. You're right. We kind of slipped past that, but he finds out his boss died or his coworker and, and died. He, he's very upset. All of a sudden, he thinks he's in Hannah and her sister's. Because he loses it. Yeah, he, and then he says, I got I to go off and I got to leave here and live till 109. The guy's still acting, by the way. Yep. Is he really? He was He's sort of, oh, he was in Lockstock, actually. That guy. Was he? So he's a British actor? Yeah. Well, they're both British? Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Like, he, uh, I don't know, Bess Armstrong's still acting. She's on um, um, Vanessa Breyer's show on Great. Showtime. She's been acting a lot. I, I just been missing what she's been in. Dennis Quaid's... Quaid still acting, yeah. Randy Quaid still out Louis there, Goss, killing Louis it. Louis still um, out there. Louis Gossett was in uh, Watchmen recently, sort of recently. Putch still out there. Putch the director Producer now. Director. What? Nick, I got a fondness for this one. I can't hate it too much. It's it's messy and bad, but I ca- I so I kind of appreciate some of the beats. You know, you know, and I definitely appreciate the twirling dolphins at the end. That's the screensaver. One of my favorite things that's happened on this show. You know who would definitely watch this it's film. This- and took yeah. notes, Michael Crichton. Yep. Munching the shit out of some popcorn. Unspilled popcorn. Yeah. It's not a surprise. You know, it's not a surprise that Matheson, if he came up with this whole idea, I think he thinks his script was super bastardized, so I don't know if the water park thing was his idea, but if it was, it makes sense that he's a very influential. By the way, Matt kind of ripped this off too. Let's be honest. What the hell was that? that you sound? know, one thing we haven't that was my phone. I'm sorry. One thing we haven't um, talked about too much. Why hasn't there been a Jaws five? Like, why didn't they ever go back to the well? You think they should make these every year? Yeah, I mean, it's an is and it looks like you know other shark movies have had to pick up the mantle. Like you know, obviously Deep Blue Sea, which we've done on the show, and Meg, the Meg, and um, or is it just is it called the Meg or Meg? It's called the Meg, right? Open water. Like they do still make Jaws films, but they just don't have the Jaws name. Although there was a movie in like the mid '90s called *Cruel Jaws* that used footage from other Jaw movie, Jaws movies. I don't know movies. such a thing. Wow, I think this movie is by far the worst in the series. That's probably not a common opinion, but I hate it. I don't. I don't hate it. I, don't I think hate it. people. I it. It's hard to hate it. And like I said, I, I I do feel like I like I think Bess Armstrong is is kind of having fun in this movie. I the character I kind of like. You know, I think Leah Thompson's very charismatic in it. You know, it, it's. It's a goofy story. It's a, it's a it's a dog, but it's kind of fun too. But you think Al? Know. You think Al? Can't hate it. Tear up, though. So can't hate it too bad, Nick. Plus Simon McCorkendale in it. Is it? Is it? It's hard to hate. It. It's hard to hate a movie with a killer shark. Hundred percent agree. Except for those straight to video yeah. things that appear every couple of weeks. Yeah, I never saw some of the like. I never saw Shark. Sharknado. Oh, I'm not even thinking that quality. I'm thinking like 47 meters down that quality. That yeah. movie, they sent me a screener did... of the first one for a quote. They said, if you want a quote in the box, it's yours. And I, 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 I watched the movie and said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. What is the... Who I, was in it? Shalane Woodley or I, something? Is she in that? No, it's... I don't know. I mean, uh, The Shallows is quite good, and that's, that's actually a legit movie. It is. Didn't they make a sequel to 47 yeah, Meters Down? Yeah, I watched the trailer for yeah. that. Mandy Moore is in it, and Matthew Modine in, uh, in, to, in 47 Meters Down. You know down. that uh, the Shallows, uh, the filmmakers, are in a major lawsuit right now. They're suing Bradley okay. Cooper and Lady Gaga. Can't believe it. All right, anyway, look, guys. 
It's time to do mm-hmm. the work. You're at the you're SeaWorld's got a new exhibit. It's called the tattoo exhibit, right? Where they put a tat on your right. rod. And I gotta figure out what's what, what do you even get? I'm getting that cereal box. I'm getting the I'm getting the Wheaties box that says Wheaties Jingle Contest on it. And then on both sides of that are those somersaulting dolphins or whatever, those twisting dolphins, you know, like the screensaver mm-hmm. at the end. But instead of Bess Armstrong and Dennis Quaid in the middle, it's the Wheaties box. Fantastic. It's you your second cereal box tattoo. And a little uh, notes coming from the dolphins, like they're the actually jingle. singing the jingle. Yeah. So um, I put that on my uh, the back of my neck in the middle. That's pretty great. What about you? What was So what mine was is uh, a shot of a grocery store shelf and the entire there's an entire aisle that's bare it's on my back and it looks like remember mm-hmm. the pandemic people were buying all the fucking toilet paper and all that shit it, uh, do you think right. it's a pandemic tat but then if you if you if you pinch and zoom on my back a little bit and you look a little closer you yeah. see a shopping cart with every tissue box in it and simon mccorkendale's friend pushing that shopping cart <laughs> I think his name yeah, is Jacko or gonna, something. He knows that the the, the, the waterworks are going to continue for a good period of time, and he he doesn't want to have to make another trip in his state to the grocery store. So that's that I see. Yeah, he's buying his right. morning tissues. Andy. Rumor has it he actually his character invents Amazon sometime between eighty three and you know the nineties or whatever, because he doesn't want to have to publicly buy his tissues, and then a, a dickhead steals his patent. So that's a different story altogether. Wow, that's incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. mo- movie's over, but lo and behold, after the credits, there's a stinger. You got a little extra scene. What you got? So the credits sort of start and roll, and then they cut back into our tread wa- uh, treading water heroes, Bess Armstrong and Dennis Quaid, and the dolphins, the two dolphins, Cindy and Sandy, all of a sudden make a break for it. They're scared, and Bess Armstrong's like, what? And she puts on her goggles and looks underwater and screams. She sees something. We saw the baby, Nick. We saw the mom. We didn't see the uncle? There's a, there's the third, third one. Underneath what looks like a, a, a huge shark with, like, a cloud around its head, and it's dragging this metal object, and it has something attached to his side of its face. She puts on her other goggles, which allows her to get a closer mm-hmm. look. She has like a, it's dragging a walker, has somehow like a big head of white hair, a hearing aid. It's the grandma shark, Nick. <laughs> it's out for blood and so, revenge. Yeah. And says, you know, where's, you know, it's, you know, the, the dolphins do sign language is asking where its child, its child and grandchild are. What's your extended scene? Your Mine's actually kind of cute. Um, remember how the film starts over the group are taking the loss, right? It ends with the group yes. are taking the gain. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> uh, you see one of them groupers swimming by, and what is hanging underneath it, like makeshift graft, McCorkendale's dick came off. It put the dick on. There's a group of swimming out with Simon's cock. Truer words never spoken. <laughs> that is a huge gain for the grouper. I feel a little bit bad for Simon McCorkendale's character. He blew character, up inside a body. Because 
ridiculous death, defiled, and yeah, the groupers yeah, hung the, though. The, huh? the is, is, it, 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 is it packing or is this no, like is it cold it's, in there? Fine. You know, it, like it's it's a solid it's a solid rope on it. But the thing is, it has to learn not to swim too close to the bottom. It's spent its entire life, you know, years and millions of years of evolution knowing how how close to the mm-hmm. bottom it could swim. Now it's dragging dick on the bottom. It's got to be careful. Hit a coral and bust that little slam up. You know, it's like, you got to be careful when you got a big dick hanging down there as a bird. <laughs> Imagine fishing with your dad. Yes. Uh, oh, there's more. And uh, <laughs> I got one. You pull it up. <laughs> so let's get a quick pick of it with, hold it up. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good ending, wow. though. Mm-hmm. Look, you've been given the financing to finance your own sequel to Jaws 3. How you spend that hard-earned? Oh, man. Mine's good simple. question. Okay. Great White somehow swims to Six Flags and starts fucking shit up. <laughs> Maybe there's a little tear duct or something that leads to the ocean or something that it swims through, but it gets it gets a hankered for some hard-ass roller coaster action and takes takes the town to task. Can you imagine right. that? You're at Six Flags and they got to worry about a white? That would, well, yeah, I can't imagine. Mine would be those, remember the oh, heist yeah. guys? The heist duo? You see them fall into the water and get pulled under, but do you see? did you see did blood, not. Nick? Guess who's in on it with them? The shark. It's part oh, of their crew, God. man. This All this mayhem, you know, with this, my sequel would be all this mayhem that this thing is causing. As this has happened, it's guess who's cracking it The safe. whole thing's a diversion brilliant mm-hmm. and these guys are getting all that cash you know this is like opening day this is where they're gonna have the yep. most cash right this they're flush loan money is there i don't know this just and this is about the heights it's like an ocean's 11 type thing and one of the characters is a shark so Crichton's right? watching it so everybody's watching this film and stealing that's what you're telling me mm-hmm. the baby the baby shark that Bring died her. guess what faked it all fake sleeping pills sleeping pills sleeping Mine. gills Part of the crew. <laughs> Part of the crew. Yeah, man. This could work. That's a, uh, Let's move on quickly fantastic. from it, though. Look, look. You like it? You're in the movie. What shape does oh, your performance man. take? Such a good question. Well, I'm going to do uh, the missing ingredient in this film. I'm Quint Jr. Nice. I show The Brody Boys is hogging all the screen time. Guess who comes? Uh, rolling in. Hang glides in, but and Apple Junior. fell far from the tree, though, right? He's an interpretive dancer, <laughs> and he uh, he just just shows up, hang glides in, drops directly into the shark's mouth, and gets bit in half, <laughs> like father, like yeah, son. Yeah, pretty great. You know, <laughs> quick in and out, like the director. What about you? What choose your character? I'm, you know, I'm the other baby shark that got born. I was the runt. Oh, there's two that came out of that cloaca, floating around down mm-hmm. there, and I am, I'm bashful and and timid so it takes me a while to figure some stuff out i'm not going to be the first to go do something i gotta see it done and figure it out so my i'm in this i'm born into the sea i'm little next thing i know i see them steal my bro she gets rocked you know he gets rocked my he gets rocked as fuck and i'm like mom what happened to samuel you know and then mom gets fucking rocked and i don't know what i haven't I've been trained in the shark arts. I don't know what the hell to do with myself. So I'm just, I just, I'm guilty as shit. So I pretend I'm a snapper and just try to act snapper. I'm, I'm looking left and right yeah. wherever I go, making sure that nobody figures out, but I'm pretending I'm a snapper this whole time. I'm still down there faking it out, but I'm yeah. cute as shit. How no, big are you? It's, it's, I'm ugly. 
according to the trivia, an actual baby shark would be the size of a Chinook salmon. So I'm going to go with that. That's fine, but you said you're still oh, down there. Fuck, yeah. That but means I'm, years I'm the, have passed. I'm, I've learned yeah. to eat kelp. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a peaceful man. Very docile. I've actually, mm-hmm. nobody, uh, the, the dolphins don't even. Very dorsal. They love, I'm, I'm just a sweetheart down there. So you're thin. You're a thin shark, kind of uh, a waif. A, like a, a waif shark. violet of a shark. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're, you're, and you're a good actor. And the other fish have accepted right. you. And your 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 ruse has not been caught on. Like when a lion cub they they is captured in the wild and it's raised with dogs, it thinks it's a dog. That's I've sort of I've sort of pulled that that little munch out of the rest of the Sea Kingdom, yeah. Like Paddington, yeah. I'm nailing I'm nailing it. I'm nailing it it as a preach though. Fair enough. Got a name? You have a name? You were naming everything. Do you have a name? Plantation. (laughs) 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 Only gets cuter every every. Detail you add. What about you? I already That's said mine. I'm Quint Junior. I got snapped in <laughs> half immediately. Try to make a grand entrance and start talking. To, I don't even get a. I don't even get to scratch the chalkboard. Look, this movie means a lot to you. You got to incorporate yeah. it into your into your life, a ritual, a mantra. How, how do you do it? That's a good question. Well, you know, yeah. I, I mean, do you have any ideas? I'm really. I've become. I, I'm really. I, I used to have this bad habit of leaving, losing my keys. Losing my wallet is like mm-hmm. leaving things, and I've I've done a great job of getting over that. But nowadays, sure. you know, I, I I don't leave the house without the shit I need, which which is the, the go tos, right? Keys, wallet, mm-hmm. spectacles, AirPods, right? All the things you need when you go out there. Phone, all the things you need. And I just I now carry a grenade, and I have it in my palm, outstretched, whenever I can, knowing that. If something awful were to happen to me, I need to I need to leave behind a gift for those that follow. Have a grenade, have that grenade hanging right. hanging out, handy and ready to use. So I'm I keep, I'm just right. grenade grommin. There's a Spanish galleon in this movie. Sunken fake, yeah. That's not what I'm incorporating. What I'm incorporating is that when my dog goes in for a sweet sip of H2O, I'll be holding its ears up, even though I got my dog with short ears. I'm still paying That's tribute. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know how some people will hold someone's right. hair as they throw up. I'll be applying that applying that kind of uh, those skills to my dog as it digs into its food or, or her food and laps up some water. Because you know Quaid was really trying to keep the ear out of the water. I think it's got the dog had big ears. Was it a beagle or something? It. it was a sweet gesture. Also looked like something someone would do that was high. I just cocaine. don't. Yeah. What you know? Who cares if its ears are wet for a short period of time though? It's a good point. I don't even think the dog would give a f. You know, dog probably hate like doesn't like, but you know, it's a sweet gesture. I will, I will yeah. say that. So yeah, I'll be, um, I'll be holding up ears. That's that's. No, you know, it's funny here. you mentioned throwing up. I've told you about my vomit story. I was nauseous today for a little while, and I was worried that I was going to break my streak. But. Yeah, it's it's. I was close on this that plane ride uh, from Amsterdam to to, to Edinburgh. I, did I tell you that I had a little coffee really early in the morning, some kind of thick coffee, and then. There's a very turbulent fight, flight, and my stomach was really mad at me. And then we had a car ride that was very turbulent, too. And it was just like, oof. But I didn't do it. And you didn't either. What, just, what happened to you? Why, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if it? I was just, I don't know what it was. It just felt queasy. I'm glad it did, nothing happened. There I don't was know. Nothing you I, ate? I, mean, I, I just made a point to, you know, not throw up. Out of defiance. Yeah. When was July the last 3rd, time? 1991. 
You're not good at no, it. You're not, not good at throwing up. And my, being, me, being stubborn because my dad was took me to breakfast at IHOP, and we were going to go see Terminator 2 because it came out on my birthday. And mm-hmm. I ate IHOP and got sick and threw up, and he was saying, well, we can't go to the movie. I, I faked feeling fine so we could go see T2. But that's the last time I threw up, literally. So it's been like 30-something, 30 30, 32 years or whatever since I last threw out. You watched T2 and you were not feeling 100%. But I, had to, I wasn't going to not see that movie on my fucking birthday. That was like, that's a yeah. no-go. It's a major it's a major motion picture for myself as well. I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. yeah. I was blown away in the theater by it. Mm-hmm. And mostly because of Edward Furlong. Honestly, the the opening music and the shots of the of the endoskeletons alone gets you wet as night. Yep. So look, you've been tasked with creating your own business associated with Jaws three. How you spend that hard earned? I don't know if this is a good idea, but you know how like people like wear shark teeth around their neck. Usually assholes. Yeah. It's like a little. I would do a different, and I would get replicas made of Dennis Quaid's teeth, Bess Armstrong's. Simon McCorkendale, you know, the, all these actors in this movie, John Putch, Leah Thompson, of course, would be our biggest seller, I hope. And yeah, you could wear a replica of their tooth around your neck instead of the shark tooth. That's pretty good. You know? But we would make one exception. We'd have a little replica, a little of the door, <laughs> and then have a shark tooth sliding in right. to keep it open. You could wear that around your neck as well. What do you think? Pretty great. Only problem is... You cut quarters with your business. You're outsourcing the production to China, and you reuse. Uh-huh. Let's be honest. You reuse the existing mold. You didn't actually get real molds of those actors' teeth. They're all just slightly reshapen Danny Pudi molds, aren't they? I mean, are you cutting this part out, or you cutting this part <laughs> out, right? <laughs> no need to out me, Danny Pudi from uh, Community. <laughs> He's got good teeth. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Your your business. So I. I have a 3D printer, and I just make McCorkin bodies. It's just like little – it's like with the outstretched yeah. arm, almost like a Superman pose McCorkin bod. And I, I make – I basically take – you know, like I, mean, I turn into little green army men, little parachutists. You throw a McCorkin sure. body with a parachute. Sure, sure. Sex toy. I mean, everything you want is is, is uh, can be derived from a McCork. So I just, have, I just created a, a little – cottage industry using his mold yeah a little you could wow. you could have a, a sexual time with it you could use it as a there's a flashlight version there's one where it's a it's it's a jart and let's be honest i Ooh. got a good deal on his likeness from the estate sale they had a little tim thomerson a little bit in this you get the Eckhart? Of. i got that card and you know that's sad that he that he passed away he passed away pretty young yeah cork and Dale. And he was you. You said you always liked him. Why? I believe he, was from he what in Sword else? And the he was in either like Beastmaster or Sword Wonder. and the Sorcerer, and that's where I fell in love with him. And he's like he a charm is. machine, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Let's see how long it takes to kind of like effort, effortlessly, effortlessly charming. I can't say beautiful it. man killed it. He was in. Uh, oh God, he was in Manimal. Yeah, he was a Sword he was and the Manimal. Sorcerer. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, he was Manimal. And he was Manimal. Fuck, I had no idea. I like how you act as if. That show did not Manimal. last long, if I remember correctly. It did, it, but Holy I watched shit, it. Holy shit, it was eight, only it eight out, episodes. Was, yeah, but that title was so good. You know, it's hard to it's right. hard to not remember it. Okay. Look, you're on an island. You've been there all these many years. Now it's time to take something. Right. You know, you've been gathering debris from all these movies. Now it's time to take something from there. What are you taking your eye? <laughs> it's interesting. What did we take last time? Do you even remember? I'm going to take that love that one friend has for another that the love for philip fitzroyce that his beloved you know uh 
Simon McCorderville's yeah, character. The love that Jack Tate carries for Philip Fitzroy. So I'm going to take that love, that like real bre- brotherly love that's unmistakable that passes between those two people that comes off on, on screen. I'm going to take that to my island. I'm going to hold it tight. Right. I'm going to tighten it up into a really nice ball. I'm going to hold it tight to me and then throw it as far into the ocean as I can. But I'm next door. I mean, that's a brotherly love. And we got some, I mean, come on. We got brotherly love in real life. We got brotherly love on the islands, right? Can I share in this feeling? Or are you hogging this all to yourself just to cast it into the sea? You got any scuba gear? Because that's what you're going to need. Go swimming for that ball of compressed love. Why are you throwing it out there? Is it a tribute or are you just I don't want that tainting my island. That shit. Get that fucking love away from me. It's incredible. You bring it to your island just to get rid of it. Is it because it's safer near you than hey, it you is away? Took something from, I think you took something from Jaws 4 and threw it into the water. All right, so... I did. It was her piece of, piece of his wife's bad art. Yeah, well, it's guess what? It's nestled up against some brotherly love in the bottom of the ocean right now. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm taking Quaid's pronunciation <laughs> of AWOL. You're going to hear me on the island. You can barely hear me over the ocean breeze, but I'll be saying A-W-O-L right. over here. And I'll be saying it about anything. Crabs? Crabs are missing. I guess they went right. A-W-O-L. Where's my back scratcher? It's A-W-O-L. Who'd you beat, to, who'd you beat for the part in Jaw Street? Ken W-A-H-L. <laughs> Where's that love that Nick hoisted into the ocean? That's what, I, that's what I'm taking. We're going to find out that that's how you spo- you're supposed to say it, and people have bastardized it or something. Well, let's, was, let's, let's, do, let's do a late... Real. Let's do a Lady R-E-A-L. Justice uh, balancing act here. Let's put Dennis Quaid in one arm and every other instance of the word in the other.
and close your eyes Make no mistake This is where the story ends 